This season leading up to Easter serves a special purpose in the lives of believers. It's used as a time of remembrance and reflection on the work of Christ in our lives. Through this devotion, our goal is to aid you in creating an environment for this reflection to take place. Take a moment and find a quiet place, be it your kitchen table, your car, or just hidden between your headphones, to spend a few minutes resting in God's presence and allowing His Spirit to do His work in your heart. Find a place where you can converse with your loving Creator. Let's pray as we begin. Lord, we come to you knowing that you meet us where we are. Open our eyes to your presence all around us and open our hearts to the work you want to do in us. Thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, that through his sacrifice we may convene with you in this moment. Speak, Lord. Embolden our faith. We are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a few moments and prepare your heart for the hearing of God's word today as members of our worship arts team lead us in worship. Bye. 
fire of spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat the resurrected king is resurrecting me in your name I come alive to declare your victory the resurrected king is resurrecting me by your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat the resurrected king is resurrecting me in your name I come alive to declare your victory the resurrected king is resurrecting me the resurrected king is resurrecting me the tomb that soldiers watched in vain was borrowed for three days his body there would not Our God has robbed the grave. Our God has robbed the grave. Your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to Christ our King. Your name, your name. We live in a world today that loves hero stories, and understandably so. Human beings are instinctually drawn to the image of a hero. Their strength and self-sacrifice are characteristics each of us, in some way, hope to emulate in our lives. In our world at this moment, people are looking to the heroic more than ever. Individuals like nurses who are working 12-plus hour shifts, parents taking on the task of working from home while homeschooling their children, or people sacrificing their now free time for the benefit of others. These are all examples of regular individuals acting heroically in a time of crisis. And yet, none of them can fill the hole in our hearts that longs for a true hero. There is only one who fills that void. If you look in the last four chapters of Mark, you'll see who I'm talking about. In Mark 13, we see Jesus give his last teaching to his disciples before he has to go. 
He's teaching them what will happen when he isn't there with them in person, and he's preparing them for what the future will hold for them. He doesn't leave them without hope, however. In Mark 13, 11, Jesus tells them why they don't need to worry even when they're arrested or persecuted. So when they arrest you and hand you over, don't worry beforehand what you will say. On the contrary, whatever is given to you in that hour, say it. For it isn't you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Jesus isn't telling them this to scare them, but to prepare them. He tells them that, yeah, persecution will happen, but they won't be alone in it. The Holy Spirit will tell them what to say, work through them, and therefore be with them in their affliction. Take a moment and reflect on this truth that the Spirit will be with you in your affliction. How have you allowed him to work through you in such a time? In Mark 14, Jesus experiences one of the darkest moments in his life on earth. He predicts that he will be betrayed soon and that all of his disciples will abandon him in the end. They all deny this, but then we see these events unfold in the verses that follow. As Jesus is praying to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane, we see his ultimate bravery. Earlier in the chapter, Jesus had been distressed and horrified, but we see that even this fear didn't penetrate his heart. In Mark 14, 36, Jesus says, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Jesus admits that he would rather this burden be passed from him, but he also acknowledges that if this is the only way, then he will go through with it. Then, as he goes from prayer to talking with his disciples, Judas shows back up with a mob of armed men ready to arrest Jesus. The disciples all run away in fear, but Jesus stands strong. Through the end of chapter 14 and into the beginning of chapter 15, we see Jesus on trial. Abandoned by everyone, he stands alone before the court officials, listening to others throw false accusations at him, but he only speaks twice. Both times, he confirms his identity as the Messiah, and both times, he pays dearly for it. He's beaten, he's humiliated, and ultimately, he's selected for a criminal's crucifixion by the crowd who once would have lined up to see him. He then experiences the most brutal form of death sentence in the Roman Empire at the time. All this time, people are hurling insults at him, like this one in Mark 15:31. He saved others, he cannot save himself. This may be one of the most untrue statements ever made. He could have easily saved himself. He could have given up in the Garden of Gethsemane. He could have overcome the mob that arrested him with no effort. He could have called down angels to defend him and get him off the cross, but he never did. You see, they thought he was done saving people when he got on the cross, but that was merely the beginning of the story for the greatest hero ever. Instead of using his power for selfish purposes, Jesus only used his power for the benefit of those around him. Jesus had multiple opportunities to give in, but instead he gave hope in chapter 13, he gave his freedom in chapter 14, and he gave his life in chapter 15. 
But let's not forget about chapter 16. In chapter 16, he rose. Not only did he rise from the dead, overcoming sin and death on our behalf, but he gave us our mission here on this earth. The book of Mark ends with Jesus giving his disciples, along with us, the Great Commission. He tells us to go out and spread his gospel. He tells us to go out and spread the greatest hero story of all time. While this might be the end of this series, let this be just the beginning of your walk with Christ. What is it that you can do to not only tell others about Jesus, but to show them what the gospel is through your actions? Take this question to God and prepare yourself. He will answer. Please, join me in prayer. Father, we can't thank you enough for the gift you've given us in Jesus. Thank you for your faithful love and mercy and for the grace that renews day by day. Lord, as we go from this space, let this be just the introduction into our conversation with you. Search us, Lord, and know us. Continue to grow us, and we pray that your light and love are seen through us by those we encounter. We praise and thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please read Mark 13 through 16 in preparation for the upcoming weekend worship at firstdecatur.org forward slash church online.